Kindly turn your Bible to the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. Thank you, brother. Let us start with a quick word of prayer. Lord, our Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you that you have given us the grace, the mercy, and the strength to come together in your presence, Master. What a privilege it is to have this day, to see this brand new day. What a privilege it is to be in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Amen. Master. Lord, we come to you in one unity and in one accord today that you will speak, Master, that you will deliver your children today, that you will move in a mighty way. Lord, we pray that let every wretched devil be bound in the name of Jesus. Let every evil force that is at war against your children be bound in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let your mighty Holy Spirit grip this place. Let your mighty Holy Spirit Whoa. grip our hearts. Master, there are many families here today who are waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting in the name of Jesus. They should see an end to their waiting today. There are many families here. From the outside, they look very beautiful. But on the inside, problem after problem after problem. Let this family be delivered today, Master. Let your mighty Holy Spirit be in control. When they leave this place, Master, they should not leave with a vacuum. Let them know that they have come in the presence of the king and the king will never send them empty-handed master let your mighty holy spirit split the red sea in their lives let your mighty holy spirit break chains in their families let the families that have been waiting receive a blessing today master let your divine peace flow into their lives we ask all of this master in your mighty and matchless name and Lord, finally I pray that you will anoint these lips of clay and strengthen this weak body. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. It's going to be a rough day, so buckle up. Don't blame me if there's turbulence today. I'm giving you a heads up. And uh, before I start, I'm glad that I have my mother with me. Uh, she hardly gets to see me preach. And uh, she's the one who's always complaining that I'm busy, I don't talk to her. So she's at fault for this because she prayed and asked for this. 
So mothers, be careful what you pray and ask for. So I'm very glad that she's here and uh, also please pray for me. You know, I'm in a, a unique spot. I have my mother and wife together. The brothers, you know what I'm talking about. I can hear you in the spirit. I feel you, bro, but uh, pray for this brother. You know, this uh, scripture portion is amazing. There are many things that that uh, we can dissect and use for our day-to-day -day lives. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to share a few perspectives and leave it for your consideration. It is amazing that when you look at your life and when you look at human beings around you, we are absolutely built in a way that we can start coping up with things. You will be amazed that people who lived in poverty, after a point in time, they will get accustomed to living in poverty. People who are bound by this enemy with sickness, over a period of time, they learn to live with this sickness. Human beings are very uniquely made by God. You know, today we are so comfortable here. The temperature is set right. But if we are put in, let's say, in Iceland with the least of the gadgets and the luxury that we have, we may crib, cry, complain, murmur for a week, month. But over a period of time, slowly but steadily, you get accustomed to it. It is very difficult to break out of that cycle. You know, you ask people who've been unemployed for a while, they may try and try and try, but over a period of time, they get used to unemployment. Over a period of time, they get used to not having peace in the family. Over a period of time, you keep waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and then you get used to waiting. That is the unique characteristic, or, or probably the unique nature of human beings. And I'm sure you'd agree with me, most of you look very spiritual, look very holy. But you know, deep down inside what I'm saying is the truth. And it is amazing that the Bible introduces a character to us. His name is not given. His profession is not very great. And there is no lineage that we can talk about. There is no background, no history. It just talks about his problem. There is a lame man sitting at this gate called beautiful and he's begging <laughs> isn't it amazing that over a period of time if the problem is within the four walls it's absolutely okay that's what most of us want but after a few weeks months and years the problem begins to creep outside the wall slowly the click and the groups get to know about it slowly the groups you know how the groups are that's why I'm very scared about prayer lines. Because uh, when you give prayer request, it gets version control. Have you seen? You give version 1.0, by the time you finish your prayer and go to the next uh, probably weeks or days, 1.0 would become 1.9. Eight different points are added, then all the extra masala is added. And a new version is released. So I'm very scared to even talk about prayer requests. Especially if you're a preacher. Jesus alone can save you. 
You know, the, the point that I'm trying to make is, you will be amazed that after a certain point of time, people will stop referring by your name and they will refer you by a problem. You think about it, you may be married and you may be waiting for a child. One year passes, two year passes, three year passes. Several years pass by and you know how they will start referring to you? You don't know that sister, that's the one. You know, they're waiting for a child, right? You don't know that brother? He's that brother. That brother who is unemployed for almost 10 years. You don't know that family? They've been crazy. Last 10 years they've been like this. Slowly but steadily, people will start addressing you, not by your name, but by your problem. And that is exactly what the enemy wants. Because he will keep playing this. Eventually, this human mind, as it keeps hearing and hearing and hearing, slowly this creeps into your soul. And the Bible refers to a similar character, not by his name, but by his problem. So the next time you hear gossip that people are talking about your problem, just forget about it. Because it's not just now, thousands of years back, the human behavior hasn't changed. And here is a man who has a problem. He's crippled and he's begging, but he is sitting at a place called beautiful. You know, as you say in America, the oxymorons of life. You have an ugly problem in a place called beautiful. You have a beautiful church, amazing pastor, wonderful group to support the pastor. You have a great worship team. But when you go out, you have an ugly marriage. You have a beautiful spiritual life. You feel the presence of God every day. But you have an ugly financial problem. You have a beautiful family. You have wonderful finances, a great car, a great job. But when you come home, there's an ugly problem waiting for you. Have you ever gone through a situation where you are in a beautiful place, but with an ugly problem? It's very difficult, my dear brothers and sisters. When both these situations collide together, it is very painful. Because you are sitting at a gate called beautiful and you are waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting but nothing begins to change. If you are seated here at a beautiful stage of your life with something beautiful in your life and if you have an ugly problem, I'm talking about the problem that you go back, remove your jackets, remove your makeup, and only between you and God, you know that you have an ugly problem. This sermon is for you. My assignment today is to tell somebody who is in a beautiful state in some area of their life, but are carrying an ugly problem. It is one thing to have an ugly problem hidden in your four walls, but 
it is completely different when you are in a beautiful stage from the outside and everybody gets to see your ugly problem if you are in the state i have a word for you this is my assignment today that's why i titled this sermon help is on its way i have a message to somebody here that help is on its way do not give up do not lose your patience do not lose your faith but i want you to know that help is on its way help is on its way i want you to look to the person to your right and tell them eyeball to eyeball help is on its way I don't think they reacted well look to the person to your left and say help is on its way and i want you to say loudly help is on its way and the reason i'm going to tell this so many times before you leave this place in your mind in your spirit when you sleep tonight and you wake up in the morning the one thing that i want to ring in your head and in your soul is help is on its way because you must know that you and me serve a god who's beyond human comprehension most often we put him in a circle because of how we are raised all of us here are raised in a culture if you ask all somebody around you they will tell you this is my perspective about god this is how he will operate but if you are closing god in that circle you are going to lose out on the greatest blessing that god is about to release in your life because the most unexpected people will be the most useful people in your life be very careful as to how you deal with people one of the biggest problems that we have as born again christians we love to be spiritual policemen and police women the moment you see somebody outside of your clan you look at him immediately as a sinner but you don't know whom god will use to bless you Amen. you never know whom god will use to rescue you you will be shocked and amazed that god will use non believers in your life amen you will be amazed and shocked that god will use somebody whom you never known in your life you must have an open mind and you must be alert in your spirit because the holy spirit will work in a unique way God will bring help at the most unexpected hour through the most unexpected people so you must know that help is coming help is coming help is coming in the most unexpected time whatever you have been praying about whatever you have been waiting about help is on its way amen but god will not reveal it to you the leelas of god you will never ever imagine 
that he can do certain things at a time that you least expected at a face that you never expected and through the person whom you never dreamt of that is exactly what happens with this man the bible says he's sitting at a beautiful place with an ugly problem and guess what he's sitting at this entrance and everybody is passing by everybody is walking past him this is exactly what will happen in your life and in my life when you have an ugly problem when you are surrounded by clutter everybody will walk past you that is the reason why you must know who your confidants are who your constituents are and who your comrades are if you misunderstand your constituents as your confidants most likely and most certainly they are going to break your heart unfortunately this younger generation because of the lack of depth in the scripture anybody who speaks with a beautiful sugar coated tongue immediately they will open their heart immediately they will give access to their private life and what happens as they build that relationship they think that this person is going to be my confidence but slowly but steadily as time passes by you begin to realize this was not your confidence this was your constituent so what is this category called constituent most of you may know it if not just a gentle note on it confidants are those people who will genuinely be with you wherever you go if they laugh if you laugh they will laugh if you cry they will cry if you are in the hospital they will be there with you even if you go to the jail they will be there with you it is said apparently that in a lifetime if you have two or three people as your confidant you are truly blessed the second category constituents whom we most often think are the confidants that god has given us are those people who will stick with you only because they see a benefit in you they will jump into your car journey with you because they know that you are headed somewhere because they can benefit something out of you the moment they meet their goal they will jump out of your car and they will jump into another car constituents but they will beautifully speak they will beautifully get access to your life but you will not know that they are going to leave you that's why when people leave us it's heartbreaking but you must know who your confidants are you must know who your constituents are and the third category is the deadly category comrades they will be with you only for one reason because both of you have a common enemy they will gang up with you just to get rid of a common enemy the moment you get rid of your common enemy they will disappear and there you are sitting and wondering 
where is my confidence where is this person i put my trust i gave access to my life and today i'm seated here with absolutely nobody around me could it be possible that you have given the wrong people the right access you have to be very careful you must also realize without identifying your confidence you can never enter the palace david could never enter the palace without a jonathan so ask god to show you who your confidence are who your constituents are and be careful of the comrades you know just a small digression from what i was trying to say few extra gifts for you bonus but the point i'm trying to make my dear brothers and sisters everybody was passing by this man and guess what he's gotten used to it now he's okay with it sometimes you are okay that everybody is bypassing you you raise your son thinking that he's going to be an angel he's going to shake new york and he's drinking milkshake 24 by 7 at home and everybody else's son is passing by and you're heartbroken you think your child will get married at 25 or everybody around her is bypassing everybody is married and they are changing diapers now and what is happening here your child is seated you thought everybody is becoming great i am also going to become great but everybody bypasses you and you have a bank balance of a big zero and you get used to it eventually but today my assignment is to shake your soul is to get you out of this rut because help is on its way because god has your mark today to do something with some families i guarantee and tell you today he is going to shake a few families all these years that the locust stole god is going to unleash certain things my god my toes are tingling on my shoes right now but i am here to tell you when everybody passes you and you are seated at a place called beautiful at the most unexpected hour at the most unexpected time help is coming towards him and he never realized it but that really didn't intrigue me you know what intrigued me the bible says it was the hour of prayer i love it all of this collided and came together at what time at the hour of prayer now you know why you should pray now you know why you should fast and pray now you know why you should come to sunday morning and worship the lord now you know why you have to go for bible study now you know why you have to go into your room shut your door do your romancing later and ask god because it is at the hour of prayer Amen. that help is released into your life Amen. i want to ask you how is your prayer life Amen. you cannot quote thousand scriptures and pray for 10 minutes 
you cannot come and roll this church with your talent with your ability with your skill with your resources and not have your prayer life amen it is very important my dear brothers and sisters many people ask why should i pray how do i pray how can i say the same thing again and again brother does god doesn't know my need these are all tricks of the enemy you must know that the devil is a liar because he knows the moment you bend your knees the moment you shut your door the moment you seclude yourself help is on its way amen i challenge you if you leave this place the enemy will have no problem and including you and me we are okay with listening to worship songs we love worship songs we can hear every song the enemy also has no problem with that he will let you listen to songs he will also let you listen to sermons he will also let you go through counseling but you know there's one thing that he will not let you do easily when you go down on your knees and when you start praying there are so many distractions that revolve around your mind i challenge you you cannot pray unless you are a seasoned campaigner unless you are used to that cycle of praying the enemy will never let you pray because he knows that it is the hour of prayer and in the hour of prayer help is on its way amen he knows that when you pray something happens in the spiritual realm amen and he knows that whatever happens in the spiritual realm has a direct implication on this earthly realm yes. for all the young folks for all the aspiring folks for all the ones with dreams and visions let me tell you something unless god binds it for you in heaven yeah. it will never be yours on earth yes. the life partner you are chasing the job that you are chasing the healing that you are running behind the blessing that you are waiting for all of it has to be bound in heaven that is why the lord's prayer says lord let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so you must run towards that hour of prayer i am very sorry to tell you i wish i could tell you that turn around 10 times throw 50 dollars and you'll receive your blessing it makes my job easy it makes your pastor's job easy it makes all our lives very easy but unfortunately it is not going to be easy you got to pray amen you got to pray without amen. without giving up amen. and the bible says in the hour of prayer guess what happens god's chosen servants are released this teaches you and me a very important lesson my dear brothers and sisters 
Many people have this notion, why should Pastor Frey pray for me? Why should this servant of God pray for me? If I pray, won't God bless me? I love it. You know, especially with uh, senior citizens in, with an Indian background. Before they say something, they will show the facial expressions. Have you seen it? If you want to find out if the food is good, just look at a mom and dad around you. They will taste it. Their facial expressions will shout out. Have you seen that? I know most of you are very spiritual this Sunday morning, but you know, I'm, and some of the brothers are looking at the sisters. You know you're going to get it when you go home today. But it's the point I'm trying to make, my dear brothers and sisters. The enemy will know it. And God clearly will send you a message that certain things, only a chosen and an anointed a servant of God can bring into your lives. There is a reason why you must let an anointed servant of God be around your life. It is always good to have an anointed servant of God behind you. Because if you are under their umbrella, there is something that God will do through them. And there are certain things only an anointed servant of God can bring in your life. That is the reason why you need to have your pastor around you. That is the reason why you must be in prayer. Because God did not choose every Tom, Dick and Harry. He chose two of his anointed servants. And they go towards this place called beautiful at the hour of prayer. And guess what this gentleman does? As always, because he's used to it now. He's begging for arms. He's saying, can you please give me something? Because now I'm used to it. I'm not expecting any miracles. I'm not expecting a healing. I'm not expecting a breakthrough. I'm used to this, brother. Just give me some money and just bypass me like everybody else. But the Bible says, God had a twist in the game at this point. These two servants of God look at him and I want you to go back and read the scriptures well. The Bible says that he looks at this beggar and he says, hey, look at us. Have you ever thought about it? Why should they say, hey, look at us? If I was in a dire need and you came to me and said, hey, look at me, I am going to be terribly mad with you. I already have a problem and the last thing I want to do is look at your face. Just help me and leave. Have you ever thought about why, the, why do these folks say, or rather why does Peter say, hey, look at us. You know why he says that? Because few chapters before, the same Peter gave up his ministry. A few chapters before, the same Peter was cursing at everybody. A few chapters before, he was ready to give up on his call. A few chapters before, he said, I am going fishing. And he says, hey, look at me now. 
there was a revival in my life there was a revival in my spirit look at me now Amen. see what has happened to me now Amen. i've just been touched by the power of god yes. look at us now how many of us here can daringly look at our colleague at work our neighbor around us our friends around us and tell them hey look at us if you cannot say this eyeball to eyeball there's a big question mark around you you know yesterday me and brother joe we had to pick up a childhood friend of mine and we studied in school and we were meeting after almost 10 years so in our journey we were talking a lot of our old stuff he was pulling my leg i was you know typical indian right you give me one i'll give you two so i was also giving back so we were having all this fun and very interestingly he said something so he asked me what do you do i said i work and after that preach and after that pray and after that preach and after that pray he was really confused he said you don't go out you don't go on dates with your wife i said unfortunately no my wife is fasting and praying that i will learn to romance <laughs> i said unfortunately this is a very big transition for me you know because i've gotten used to being lonely and just spending my time in prayer and reading the bible suddenly i can't say honey bunny you know it's not going to suit me right it will be very fake and i don't like being fake so i said you know this is what i do so what are your interests i said preaching any other interest i said preaching any other hobbies you have he is using different terminologies you have any hobbies i said preaching so he was shocked and towards the end before i dropped him brother joe was driving i was sitting in front he said i can't believe that your life has changed like this i said i immediately i was thinking about this message i wanted to say hey look at me see what the holy spirit has done in my life see what god has done to a sinner like me see what god has done to this absolute uh, joker around hey look at me yeah even the child is going to say hey look at me today but you have you must have rather the audacity to say this because your life will speak volumes not your scripture not your prayer life not your your ability to speak very flamboyantly it's your life testimony it's your life that will expose it all perhaps you are the only living bible for a few people around you perhaps the only way for somebody to know about jesus christ is your life i want you to think about it can you go out today and say hey look at me and he says look at us what god has done and now he says silver or gold have i none but i have one thing to give you today 
he gives him his arm and he lifts him up so my question is why should he say silver or gold have i none and just give him his arm have you ever thought about it have you ever thought why god does not answer your prayer have you ever thought why you don't get temporary solutions have you ever thought why god put certain things on delay have you ever thought why certain things are not working in your life perhaps could it be possible that god is not trying to give you a temporary fix but a permanent fix when god sends help it is always a permanent fix peter says silver or gold have i none because i'm not here to give you a temporary fix but i am here sent by the most high god to bring a permanent fix could it be possible that god is going to permanently fix some families here today could it be possible that god is permanently going to fix some lives today could it be possible that god is going to move certain Uh, mountains in your life permanently today so he says silver or gold have i none because i'm not here for a temporary solution i have been sent for a permanent fix so the next time god does not answer your prayer don't complain don't crib don't murmur don't give up on your call but instead read the scripture portion because it will remind you that god is going to permanently fix certain things in your life you know why because help is on its way because help is on its way and the bible says this man instantly leaped out instantly he gets up all these years of waiting for one moment of god isn't it amazing that when god does something in your life it is instantaneous and when it is instantaneous he will make you forget the 10 years that were pulling you down isn't it amazing that you are crushed with sickness for 7 years and when god touches you it's instant and he will let you forget all of that pain this man could have never ever dreamt that something like this was going to happen the reason i'm telling you this my dear brothers and sisters the next time you come to church you go for a prayer meeting you go down on your knees go to god with an expectation you must go with an expectation today something is going to happen if it doesn't happen today wipe your tears go tomorrow and say something is going to happen amen you must have relentless faith yes in this weak watered down society that we are living in tenacity cannot come from some materials around you through some pep talk tenacious faith comes from hearing the word and the word of the most high god amen 
you know why it is important for you to hear a sermon repetitively every Sunday? Because only when you hear a sermon from God will your faith grow. Amen. Why do you need a pastor? Because only then you can hear a sermon. Why do you need an anointed servant of God? Because only then you can hear a word from God. And there's a difference. Today we have scholars on one side and we have anointed speakers on one side. When you are a scholar, you have more degrees than a thermometer. You can spit out information. For a moment, it's wow. Once you go out, Monday morning when you meet a devil, the statistics and information may not help you. But when an anointed servant of God preaches the word of the Most High God, Amen. it goes down in your soul and it begins to get its root in your spirit. And Monday morning when the devil hits you, these roots will spring up life. Amen. That is the reason why you need good preachers. That is the reason why you need to hear a sermon every week. If possible, every day. I know every day is too much for you. You'll get into a board meeting and sack all the board members. Saying this is too much of preaching we are hearing. And I'm also scared of preachers to be very honest. You know because if you don't say their favorite point you flunked. And if you say something good they will steal it. So I'm very careful you know when you speak in front of a group of preachers. But nevertheless the point I'm trying to make. You must hear a good word every now and then. It is important. So don't drain the person who brings the word to you. Don't kill that fire that is inside the person who is appointed over your life. I was telling uh, brother, not brother, Deacon Ranjit, I have to be right with the titles. I was telling Deacon Ranjit the other day, you know, my wife... She's been hearing to pastor all these years. Wherever I take her, how's the sermon? Okay. So we are going from one church to another church to another church. How's this? Okay. And then she's sitting in the church and texting me right next to me. Can we stream IPA? <laughs> I said, you know, I'm a preacher. I cannot stream from my phone, right? I'm going to get into trouble. So I was telling him. I wanted him to tell the young folks especially this young generation you don't know what you have till you get out you don't know what you have around you till you go outside so be very careful with how you deal with what God has given you your pastor did not write any script you know I don't read from the Bible but be very careful how you deal with him if you drain him out soon God is going to judge you and then you will have you know Kanye and Pyre every week it's up to you. I want you to leave this place today with the assurance that help is on its way. Amen. And make sure you go into the time of prayer because that is when help is released. So I want to leave these few thoughts for your consideration and it is my prayer and desire that you will continue to pray. God bless you.